Chapter Twenty One of The Shadow of a Sin by Bertha M. Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One. The famous trial was over. The sensation was at an end. The accused, Claude Lennox, stood once more free among his fellow men. Loud cheers greeted him. Loud acclamations followed him. He was the popular idol. His friends surrounded him. Bravo, Claude, old friend. I thought it would come right. We knew you were innocent. But what a terrible thing circumstantial evidence is. Claude stood in the midst of a large circle of well-wishers. Colonel Lennox, whose anger had all vanished when he found his nephew in real danger, stood by his side. He seemed to have grown older and greyer. It was a narrow escape for you, Claude, he said, and his voice trembled and his limbs shook. My thanks are due to heaven, said the young man reverently. Humanly speaking, I owe my life to that brave girl who asked with everything to save me. Oh, uncle, where is she? We are talking idly here when I owe my life to her, and I know all she has suffered and lost to save me. They went back hurriedly to the court, but there was no trace of Hyacinth. People stood in little groups in the street, and of every group she was the subject of conversation. I shall never forget her, said one woman. If I live to be a hundred years old, they may talk of heroines if they like, but I never heard of one braver than she has been. Did you hear that, uncle? cried Claude. Out they admire her. She is noble, good, and true. I know what it has cost her to come forward. I know what a home she has had. Her people all so rigid, so cold, so formal. How am I to thank her? Marry her at once, Claude, said Colonel Lennox. She will not have me. You do not know her, uncle. She is truth itself. How many girls do you think would have had the western wish to turn her such a trade as she had began? She does not love me, I am sure, but after what has happened today, I would die for her. Where is she? My mother must take her home at once. They made inquiries, but there was no trace of her. In the general confusion that ensued, amid the crowding of friends to congratulate Claude, and the hurrying of witnesses, no one had noticed her. She had been the centre of observation for a brief interval, and then she had disappeared, and no one had noticed which way she went. Colonel Lennox and Claude were both deeply grieved. They sought Hyacinth everywhere. They sent messages all over the town, but no trace of her could be found. Claude was almost desperate. He had made every arrangement. His mother was to take her back to Belgrave Square, and he himself was to go at once to Berkheim to win Hyacinth's pardon for her relatives there. There is nothing, he said to himself over and over again, that I would not do for her. He was bitterly disappointed. He would not leave Lodestone until every instruction had been given for communication with him or with Colonel Lennox, if any news should be heard of her. When this was done, he complied with his mother's anxious entreaty, and returned with her to London. It has been a narrow escape, she said with a shudder, and a terrible disgrace. I cannot bear to think of it. You, with your unblemished name, your high position and prospects in life, to be accused of a willful murder. 
I do not believe you will ever live it down, Claude. Yes, he will, cried the Colonel heartily. Whoever remembers his disgrace, as you term it, will remember also that he was saved by the truth and bravery of the finest and noblest girl in England. I will redeem my character, mother, said Claude earnestly. This has made a true man of me. I was not very earnest before, but I have paid a terrible price of my boyish escapade. The future with me shall atone for the past. The boy is right enough, cried the Colonel. What he says is perfectly true. He wanted more of earnest purpose, and the ordeal that he has just undergone will give it to him. He shall not suffer for the mistake. I will say now what I have never said before. Claude shall be my heir, and— Added the Colonel, with unconscious egotism. The world will easily pardon the youthful escapades of the master of Oakton Park. So Claude's mother did not return quite broken-hearted to London. The trial had been a nine-day's wonder, a great sensation, but people seemed more inclined to blame the stupidity of Hyacinth's relatives than the young man, whose fault had been simply that of loving a lovely girl too well. Mrs. Lennox watched anxiously to see if her son had lost caste, but she could not perceive that he had. He was heir of the rich old Indian colonel, heir of Oakton Park, the Duchess of Grandcourt invited him to Romare Park, and Lady Ansley gave him pretty clearly to understand that her daughter knew how to appreciate him. No great harm has been done, sighed the anxious mother. <sighs> and I may thank that brave young girl for matters being no worse. On the third day after the assizes had begun, a gentleman, a stranger, drove up hurriedly to the Lodestone Courthouse, his handsome face was white and haggard. His eyes were dim with fear. He looked as though he had been travelling night and day, and had known neither sleep nor rest. He sprung impatiently from the carriage, and hurried up the steps of the courthouse. He saw one of the officers standing inside, and went up to him eagerly. "'Has the trial for murder commenced?' he asked. "'It is over, sir. It was finished the day that it was begun.' "'Tell me all about it, please.' Make haste, my time is precious. Was there a young lady? Did a young lady come to give evidence? Yes, her evidence saved the prisoner's life, sir. I will tell you as briefly as I can. He repeated what had taken place, and as he spoke an expression of pity came over the handsome face of the listener. Poor child, he murmured to himself. My brave, noble love, what was the young lady's name? He asked aloud. Vaughan, sir, I remember it well. Hyacinth, Vaughan. Thank you, said the gentleman, remunerating his informant. And now, can you tell me where she is? Where did she go after the trial? There are many who would like to know that, sir. Colonel Lennox has offered a hundred pounds to anyone who will bring him news of her. I should say every inch of ground in Lodestone has been searched over and over again. Adrian Darcy for it was he, looked at the man in bewildered surprise. "'You don't mean to tell me that she's lost?' he cried. "'She is indeed, sir. There have been advertisements, and rewards have been offered, but all has been in vain. The gentleman whose life she saved, uh, Mr. Lennox, is almost wild about her disappearance. 
But if you're interested in the case, read the report in the Lodestown Journal. It is a splendid one. Lost one, repeated Adrian. It is impossible. Oh, my darling, my childlike, innocent love. What terrible fate has befallen you? End of chapter 21